For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And good evening, good evening, good evening. I'm Richard the Razor Ewing. And if you're looking at my face at this time, that means you got your game face on. And tonight we got a real treat. We got Rivals.com's own Big Ben Parper on with us. Ben, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thank you so much for having me back. I appreciate it. Hey, man, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Matt Nunderweiser uh, had some uh, other festivities he had to attend to, so he's not going to be with us tonight. But as you know, before we get started, I always go to the questions. So if you're trying to figure out how to get those rose petal blooms to be a little bit more brighter, you're on the wrong podcast. And if you're trying to figure out how to blend that drink so that it's so spiked that it'll make you fall down, you're on the wrong podcast. But if you're trying to get insight into sports locally here in the Bay Area, you just put your game face on. And if you're trying to get insight on sports on a national level, once again, you put your game face on. I'm Richard DeRazor Ewing. He's Big Ben Popper, and he's my host today, co-host today. Ben, now you recently were with Cal at Rivals.com, but you recently got promoted. Now you're, you're covering Stanford. Yeah, so I was doing Cal basketball before for Rivals. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the guy that was running Stanford's uh, Rivals site before, Jacob Rayburn, nicest guy, mm-hmm. um, he reached out to me and said he was going a different direction and and wanted to know if I was down to replace him and run the entire Stanford site. Um, so uh, the site is uh, stanford.rivals.com, mm-hmm. um, um, a.k.a. cardinalsportsreport.com. So I'm now a publisher of the site. Nice. Uh, so, you know, now I'm not just covering basketball. I'm covering football, men's, women's basketball, the whole Magilla. So right. um, I'm very excited about kind of the chance to run my own site. Um, and uh, Stanford is an amazing school. It's an amazing place, as, as you know. And um, and it's also a lot closer to my house. Yeah, now. definitely. So it's like the whole <laughs> thing is a big upgrade for me. So I'm very excited about this opportunity. Yeah, great, great. You know, and it's funny because you were talking about Stanford in the 2020 women's NCAA title holders there right yes. now. Yeah, Tara Vanderbilt did a fantastic job, and she's always done a fantastic job. Been a big fan of hers for a long time. Um, but, yeah, you, and you look at the history of Stanford, uh, uh, the Cardinals sports, um, an illustrious uh, history. Um, many, many titles have come mm-hmm. through their school. Um, it's also the home of Tiger Woods. Um, you know, just just a lot of a lot of yeah. great athletes have come out of out of Stanford. Let's d- dig a little bit into yesterday's not yesterday, but uh, was it yesterday? You know, day before yesterday's game, they played against K State, and unfortunately, they didn't it didn't come out on on a on a they didn't come out on on the winning side on that one. K State kind of handed it to them. Mm-hmm. So you had what was it Skylar Thompson? Yeah, that's their quarterback. Yeah, he did a 13-yard TD run, and then 
I can't believe it. Deuce Vaughn had 124 yards on 13 carries. Yeah. Stanford's defense is not looking that good right now. Your thoughts? Yeah, so um, my thoughts on the game were on the defense. Let's talk about the defense first since you brought the defense first. Um, then we can get into the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense got off to a sluggish start. Mm-hmm. Um, got down 14-0 pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and within a matter – I mean, first couple of K-State possessions, the Wildcats were just running all over the Cardinal. Wow. Um, and we're kind of getting whatever they wanted. Mm. Um, but second half uh, – Stanford's defense kind of settled in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think K-State scored at all in the third quarter. Okay. Um, and, and, the, and the only reason why I think they scored in the fourth, they scored 10 points in the fourth. Um, I, I think that was the box score. Um, you know, it's just I think Stanford's defense got worn down. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, their cornerback, uh, their corner, uh, Kai Blue Kelly, uh, mm-hmm. got on uh, Pro Football Focus's team of the week um, at corner. Um, uh, specifically at slot um, on defense. And uh, he had a huge kind of highlight kind of play of the week. I think someone on our message board said it was also the PFF play of the week as well. Um, He made an amazing kind of one-handed catch in the end zone there uh, to prevent a K-State touchdown. So I think the defense um, kind of found its groove eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, And Kyle Blue Kelly showed why he's one of the top cornerbacks in the Pac-12. Right. Um, and the country, for that matter. Um, so, to me, uh, the larger story was on the offensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. um, which I, I sent you my article on the quarterback situation. Yeah, which is, I, I think that was a bigger issue. But the, de- the defense, you're right. The defense initially looked really bad, looked mm-hmm. out of sync, and that allowed K-State to get in front. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ones that kind of settled in, it was kind of too late, and the offense just wasn't, wasn't ever there. So, yeah, so now in, in, in your article, I read about, you know, Tanner McKee, and he seemed to be really the bright spot at quarterback. Now, is Mr. West, or did, do you think they're going to just keep keep him in there, or do you think they might they might maneuver McKee to the starting spot? Yeah, it's a tough call. Um, you know, knowing David Shaw, um, you know, a lot of people kind of seem to think that, He's likely, I mean, for, I mean, the answer is like, I have no idea. No one knows, no one can read David Shaw's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that a, crit- a criticism of him has been that he's at times stuck with the older quarterback too long mm-hmm. um, and hasn't been more willing to give the keys to the younger quarterback sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got USC coming up next. So I, I honestly could easily see a scenario where it's just like Saturday again, where they play both quarterbacks back and forth and kind of continue their quote-unquote quarterback competition um, into, into the USC game. Um, but, you know, as I kind of said, if you just kind of look at, you know, if you, if you I mean, I mean, I would say this, like that article um, has gotten like, I'm trying to, on the bit link, I kind of, like, bitly kind of tracks your, that's got over 300 hits, almost 400 hits on the links, on the clicks. Wow. So that got a lot of track. I was surprised that it got that much uh, traction. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people agreed with what I was saying. So I think most Stanford fans, I think Stanford fans mm-hmm. um, all would hope to see Tanner McKee start on Saturday at USC because he's the younger guy. He's the higher rated prospect um, and ultimately kind of is going to at some point, you know, be the franchise quarterback. But will that, but the question is like, when will that actually happen? Yeah. What happens Saturday? I don't know. I mean, that's I mean, that's that's kind of the big story for Stanford right now is what happens at quarterback, and I think it feels more like a when will McKee 
be given the keys to the car versus if he's going to start be the starter at some point. But the right. question is, when is that going to happen? You know, the interesting thing about that too, is you, you look at, you know, that particular scenario, the way Shaw's handling it. Um, it's kind of like the scenario you see in right now in the NFL, where you have a lot of quarterbacks that for whatever reason, you know, they may not be performing up to par, or it may be that, you know, the new guy just, 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 is just a good fit. And that's been one of the, the, the discussions around uh, the NFL up here in San Francisco, because you have the, con- the controversy of Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, which I never thought that Trey Lance was going to start. I never thought that not once in my mind, because I felt like, you know what, he hasn't even, he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't that much experience. You know, we had, they had the COVID season and that kind of took away, you know, a lot of what, you know, uh, these players can do when you're dealing with live bullets, so to speak, right. When you're playing, when you're playing, actually playing in a game. And it just seems to me that, that, you know, I mean, the NFL is, is different than college. Okay. There's no question about that. So that may actually work in David Shaw's favor. Okay. But in the NFL is different. Okay. Cause in the NFL, it's a much faster game. You go, you got, you got very, very high intensity skilled players and these, and these players, this is the cream of the cream. You know, they're on the, you know, they're in, they're in, you know, uh, uh, the NFL now when you're in the NFL, okay. That, that's what happens. You know, you, you, your cream, you're either going to, you're going to make it there or you're not. That's it. <laughs> so I just don't know if, 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 uh, I just, I just couldn't really see that in the NFL right now. I could see it probably more in college than in the NFL. So um, I wanted to also discuss, because San Jose State also played, and they, they, I couldn't believe it. Most of the teams up here, college teams up here, most of them lost. I couldn't believe it. San Jose State lost, so did Stanford. Um, and matter of fact, if I when I looked, I think it was – I think. UCLA right now is unbeaten. They're 2-0. Um, but when I look at, at the rest of the, the rest of the Pac-12, most of, them, yeah. most of them, they all lost games. Yeah, well, especially the Pac-12 North. That was something that we were talking about a little bit. Was the Pac-12 North was just um, – Terrible, um, and almost all those teams lost. Only Oregon win against State. So, um, yeah, the normal terrible again. Well, it is that time again of the year. And all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar mega contest. Wow, half million dollars. The world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest is now open at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on 
the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. I personally let you know, hey, if that's something you think you can do, you think you got what it takes and you can, you can win, go ahead, go to bet online. Now, me, myself, I wouldn't try that. And the reason why I wouldn't try it is because I'll probably lose. Not to mention, I got a wife yeah. and I got a, I got a, I got a yeah. wife I have to answer to. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, yeah, so I, as I was trying to say before, I think I cut off there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Pac-12, Pac-12 North as a whole looked just terrible uh, this weekend. You had Cal losing to Nevada. Um, fans calling for that coach to be fired. Um, Washington <laughs> lost. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I mean, Cal fans freaking out about Justin Wilcox right now. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, Washington fans, same thing. Uh, lost to Montana. Um Oregon State lost to Purdue. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Oregon barely beat Fresno State. So, yeah, you're right that the the Pac-12, particularly the North Division, uh, was off this weekend. And so I do think for Stanford that's something that, you know, that's a little bit of uh, a silver lining for them as they kind of look ahead of the season after Saturday's loss. Yeah, and we all know as the season progresses on, it, it's, it's really – it's not so much how you start, but really it's how you finish. And in the Pac-12, right. um, we've seen this this movie before where, you know, one of the teams doesn't start off well, but then towards the end of the season, you know, they're actually playing better and they're actually a lot more hungrier, okay, because they start playing, you know, and biting for the Pac-12 championship. So I don't I don't hold anything against Stanford in this game. I think more than anything, it was it was it was a learning thing for them. Um, we do have to have to admit also that, you know, we had, you know, the pandemic year, which that slowed everything down to a halt. So everybody's just trying to get, you know, uh, you know, basically the wheels oiled, if you will. So that way they can stop, the wheels can stop squeaking. They can actually turn. And I think that's what kind of happened in this game. And, um, we'll, we'll see as, as, as the weeks progress on, but you, you were, when you were, uh, which you're still at rivals.com when you were covering Cal, how, how many games were you covering the entire yeah, season so I was, yeah i was doing um i mean i was doing in regular year i was doing about men and women's basketball so i was doing anywhere between like you know i was making like 40 trips to berkeley you know wow. just for games alone yeah so okay. it's gonna be nice to be making the switch to stanford from that sense but yeah i was doing men and women's basketball and that's something i'm gonna be doing at stanford as well mm. so yeah, so you know, men's, women's basketball, football, the whole thing. So, yeah, I was in a lot, and I kind of got a good feel for, you know, both the men's and women's basketball side, which was fun. Right, right. I tell you something, Ben. A lot of the fans watching this, they probably don't notice, but I remember the first time I met you. We were, yeah. we were yeah, I was, I was on my way to the radio station because I had my own radio show up in the city, and I think you were on your way to cover a cow game. I think, I think that's where yes. you're going. And that's where I was going, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I see, I said, man, I said, and I seen I seen because you had the tag on. I said, well, man, this guy covers sports. And I said, well, shoot, so do I. So, and lo and behold, now look at us. Now we're both sitting up here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And yeah, it's and it's it just goes to show that you know you don't you don't necessarily have to have you know uh 
a huge, you know, backing to be doing what you love to do. You can just exactly just do it. Just just get out exactly. there and do it. And and that's kind of right. what what uh, what Game Face is all about. You know, um, I wanted to talk about also. I'm sure you heard uh, the what is it the the uh, the uh, Durant and Draymond Green uh, all all in the smoke uh, podcast. Have you heard about that? I heard there was some sort of feud with like Durant blocking him or something or blocking his number and them only communicating through Instagram. That, that's all I heard. But yeah, there was yeah. some sort of tension there. Yeah, yeah, it got it got pretty. It got. Well, if you, if you hear the podcast, you, all you got to do is, is type in all the smoke and then you can you can you can you can look into look at the podcast. But the podcast itself was just, in my opinion, it was it was something that probably just needed needn't didn't really need to happen. You know, it's almost like they were they were, you know, um, trying to, I guess, clear up, you know, some things that happened because, you know, what happened with him and. You know, and Durant and Draymond blew up at each other. And then Durant, next thing you know, Durant left. And, you know, so that whole thing, I don't know. It sounded like to me like 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 Draymond was trying to was trying to clear the air or something. Because mm-hmm. which which I thought, okay, this, this has already been over. Why why are you guys even discussing this? It didn't make any sense. Right. But but right. then the other thing that made it even worse was that he threw Draymond just threw management under the bus. It was like, you know, and I'm just I'm just like, okay. What, what, what possessed you to do that? I mean, you know, I, I, in other words, I can't, I can't go and talk to my boss like that, you know, or, or say something, you know, underhanded about mm-hmm. it. I go in that office, I'll be fired. You know what I mean? It's like, I just didn't get it. None of it made any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll just say this about Draymond Green. He's very, he's a very passionate guy, and uh, he's very outspoken, um, and has no problem saying what's on his mind. Right, which I guess is a good thing in some respects. In other ways, it's not. Um, I mean, obviously, with Kevin Durant, the way things ended in Golden State weren't ideal for him. Mm-hmm. The way he got injured and the way that he kind of felt pressure to play through the injury, which made things worse for him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that, like, I don't know. I think also, too, with Durant, I think there's a little bit of tension between, like, I think not just between, like, Durant and – I mean, I don't know the insides of all of it, but – I'm not surprised there's at least some friction there just because, you know. So your, your mic, Ben. So ben, ben, your, your. Right. And then, you know, after, uh, I think was a little bit of a power struggle between like him and Draymond, but like, no, it's me, Steph, and Clay direction. But, you know, I'm not. Um, oh. Yeah, so as I was, as I was saying, um, as I was just saying, you know, I'm, I'm, not, su- I'm not surprised that the, the tension is there just because I'm not sure if I cut off here or not at this point, but. I think there was a debate about, okay, who's more responsible for the dynasty, right? You know, there was kind of the, the, the Clay, Steph, and Draymond team that, that, that won that first chip, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, uh, they kind of felt like maybe we didn't really need to, didn't need Durant to come on, but management felt that they did. 
and then Durant comes on to win two more. So I, I think there was just kind of a power struggle there between okay, who's more responsible for this dynasty. And I think to a certain extent, Steph, Clay, and Dre were kind of on one side of that. And Kevin was kind of viewed as kind of the outside that was kind of coming in. And I think, you know, to a certain extent, they didn't really feel like they needed him. Um, so, and yet maybe they did. We'll never know what would have happened and they not brought him in. But um, a lot of egos at play, right? You know, we're talking about guys that are, you know, elite at their sports and champions and, you know, this kind of stuff happens. I mean, I mean, even you want to go back to the nineties with Jordan and Pippen. I mean, there were, there was tension there too. Right. Right. You know, there was, you know, there was tension there between like Pippen and Jordan and Jordan film, like, you know, uh, or rather I say Pippen, you know, film, like, you know, he didn't get his, his fair cut, his fair, you know, his fair sort of share of a spotlight. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- this history of players feuding and player fighting for position and power struggle, it's been yeah. going on since the dawn of the NBA. It really has. Yeah, and I, I agree with you about that when you talked about the ego situations. I think that did play a lot of it. And I think I think overall though, um I don't I don't I don't I've never and maybe I'm kind of holding something against against um against uh Durant, but I mean I was never really happy with his decision to leave. And the reason why was because when the Warriors went to him, you know, because they because they they had beat him before when he was with OKC, okay, and yeah. um, when they went to him and said, "Hey, look, you know, we'd like you to come and play with us. We think we can we can build something big here." And and Durant, he what was he getting out of it? He he wanted a championship. That's what he wanted because he couldn't get it in OKC. He'd been there nine seasons and and no dice. So. He goes to Golden State. Golden State makes good on, on, on what they said, okay? He gets two chips. Now, had he had stayed, it could have been much bigger. But I kind of felt like Durant kind of got what he wanted and then just said, well, you know what? I got I got my championships. I'm gone, you know? And I felt like that part of him was something that was hard for me to accept because he just – he just he just re- he just helped me to realize who he really is. It was it was just like Draymond had said. It was about him. That's it. Yeah, that's what it was yeah. about. And and if it yeah. wasn't about him, then forget it. And I'm just like, wow, okay, that's 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 something. That's a take. I I just I couldn't see that from him at first. But now when he left, I was like, oh, okay, now I see who you are. You want the spotlight? Well, Go well, ahead. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say that you know that's what he did in Brooklyn too. I mean, I mean. I mean, to a certain extent, it's a shame that, I mean, the guy that's kind of the exact opposite of Durant right now is Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee, right? Because he stayed in Milwaukee and, you know, and won a championship for his city. Um, And, you know, one championship, I mean, here's the thing too, is I I think that what sort of plagued the NBA and a lot of these players is, is this thought of, I got to win X amount of rings. One isn't enough. I've got to win three, four, five, whatever. Right. Trying to chase Jordan's thing. Um, but it's like Jordan A, Jordan did that with one team, he did it all in Chicago, mm-hmm. and the team was built around the team that drafted him. And then two, I mean, you know, stop trying to compare yourself to Jordan. Stop trying to do right. your own thing. You know what I mean? And right. just and then I think the other thing too is that I think LeBron James figured this out like getting one championship in Cleveland was worth more than all the ones he got in Miami. Right. Right. 
Kevin Durant gets one championship in Oklahoma City. That's worth more than like three champ. It's like worth more than four in LA. I mean, it's like to, to win someplace where it's never been done, you get one. That's that's weighted. Yeah. And I don't think they understand that. And you say that, you know, Durant couldn't have won an OKC. I mean, he got close. He's up 3-1 and booted a series. Yeah. And then joins a team that he choked against. So, I mean, maybe if he had stayed in OKC, you know, he would have won one. But, um, you know, it's, it's just a shame that, you know, I don't know. He's got his rings, and I guess that's good for him. But, you know, his legacy is not what it could have been, and he stayed in OKC. But well, he's yeah, he's going to – I tell you something. He, he lived – he went – to Brooklyn. Yeah. And if they if he doesn't get it done there, you know these you know what they're gonna say? They're gonna say, yeah, that's the guy who won some titles with Golden State. That's what they're gonna say. Exactly. I mean, you know, because exactly. he because he, he didn't get one in OKC. He, he didn't get one last year in Brooklyn. You know, he's gonna try again next season, but you know, we gotta be realistic. You know, he's up in age. So is Kyrie Irving. So, so is, is James Harden. Okay, that's supposed to be the big three over there. Okay. But my whole deal is that, you know, there's not there's no pie in the sky that tells him, oh yeah, because you migrated to Brooklyn, all of a sudden you're gonna get a championship. That does not mean that. It means you're gonna have to work hard to get one and hope you can find somebody that can play with you a full season. Because they've had Harden and Kyrie both got injured last season. Yeah. So, so. It's going to be interesting. Um, I, I will say this much. You know, it, it's the same with Golden State, though. Because they their, their championship door is closing. You know, they don't have a lot of time, okay? No, Cause, cause, yeah, because, shoot, man, Steph's, what, 35? And Clay's coming off of an injury. And Draymond is not the Draymond of, of, of old, Okay. And I wouldn't be surprised next season if, if Draymond gets injured. I wouldn't be surprised. Those guys are up in age now. The only one, the only, the only two that could probably still put up some championship numbers is still Steph because he's Steph. And if Clay comes back and if he looks like, because I saw what was it, a video of him uh, last week where he was, you know, he was practicing and he looked pretty good. I mean, he was running from side to side, catching the ball and shooting. And he hit he hit 10 threes in a row. Dang. I was like, I was like, that looked like the clay of gold right there. That looked like okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? He looked good. I was like, I was impressed. But I said, but if he can keep that up for an entire season, then yeah, then they got a, they got a very, very good chance. So we are going to be wrapping up here. And we got Big Ben Parker from rivals.com. Um First of all, Ben, glad to have you on. And we've had Thank to me. Yeah, Ben has had to put his his camera off because this signal's been so weak. And it's bad here. It's 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 a bad signal. Um and uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's when I when I when I do Zoom interviews, first uh -huh. you know, I'm camera's always off because I oh I can hear it. Or oh, they'll just drop off. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 all that is really just technical difficulties in Hey man, let's keep it real. We're in a pandemic right now, so I'm sure we ain't the first ones. <laughs> oh no, no, this is life. This is life in 2020, 2021. Exactly. Yeah. So, and it's and it's Labor Day, so maybe that might be the problem too. Maybe technology is saying, "Look, you know what? Y'all get a day off. Why can't I?" <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
So anyway, uh, once again, this is Game Face. Uh, we do this on Monday evenings at 7.30. Uh, I'm Richard Razor Ewing. Uh, he's Big Ben Parker, Rivals.com, newly acquired Stanford beat writer. And Ben, it's been a pleasure having you on with us, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks so okay. much for having me on. Appreciate it. Richard. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, have a good evening. You too. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.